Good morning, my brothers and sisters. We are maybe landing the plane of a man we don't even know his name of, just referred to as the blind man, or the man previously blind. We don't even know his name, and yet he comes to belief and confession. Uh, and it's so messy here today. Confession, one of my thoughts on this is that confession is so messy and lonely and desperate and difficult and deconstructing. And maybe you're going to be at that point here soon. And if you are, then good for you because it's the, at least in this part of the story, it's the key to confession. And then you get worship. So we've been studying the story of a blind man in John chapter 9, takes up the whole chapter, and we're we're getting to the end now. He's fighting with the uh, Pharisees and giving witness to the Pharisees and confessing and testifying to the things that he's known and that he's seen about the Lord. He's on the verge of faith. And I'll just start in verse 27 of John chapter 9. He answered, then I've told you already, and you would not listen. He's accusing the Pharisees. Why? Do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And so right there, we sort of get this identification that he sees himself now on Jesus's team. And they reviled him. So he gets immediate conflict saying, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. They're talking about Jesus here. And the man answered, the blind man, non-blind man answered, why? This is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. And then this is the blind man continuing. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. And there he's making, this is not a, a guarantee, a name it and claim it kind of thing, but it does reflect the character of God that's pretty solid throughout the Old Testament. Just for example, uh, Psalm 34, verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears are toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Uh, Verse 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So he is proclaiming biblical truth there. And then he he mentions his never event. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. And then he talks about Jesus and he says, if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. And the Pharisees answer him, you were born in utter sin, and you would teach us? So they're concluding wrongly that sin caused his blindness. And they cast him out. So isolated now. So where are are the Pharisees? They've cast him out, whereas parents, they've sent him to be a beggar. Where are his neighbors? They sort of hot potatoed and got rid of him. And he's alone. Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had cast him out and having found him, so Jesus finds the blind man. 
Having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe? And Jesus says to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. So Jesus says, You, the blind man, have seen him before you were unblind in hearing his promises, hearing his words, seeing his deeds, seeing his power, and distinguishing of, of spirits and identifying him. You have, you have seen the Lord, even though you've been blind, and some of that time seeing, but this is a sp- talking spiritually here. And then Jesus identifies himself. It is he who is speaking to you. So you've been seeing me all along, even though you haven't physically seen me, and now you physically see me. And then just the coolest part of the story, uh, which we get so seldom in the Bible. We see a lot of believers, but kind of the moment of belief is so really special here. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And it's right worship. Anything we worship that's not Jesus is idolatry. So worshiping the right thing, which is Jesus, gives evidence to to a true belief. So I'm touched by the story today. Uh, the blind man left alone, cast out uh, forcefully, violently. And so I think if we look back in our conversions, or maybe for those of you who are wrestling with conversion, you're, you're going to find a mess there and conflict and loneliness and isolation uh, and a desperateness, because where else are we going to go? Reminds me of the passage in John chapter 6, and people are leaving Jesus because it's messy and it's difficult, and Jesus says to the disciples, are you going to leave me too? And I think it was Peter that says, to, Lord, to whom to whom shall we go? Where else are we going to go? Psalm 73, whom, whom have I in heaven besides you? And we see this man, the blind man, coming to, to final faith here, confessing things he knows from the Bible, confessing things that he's seen, putting his faith in what the Lord has done to him. What a beautiful story. Uh, from a man that we don't even know his name. We just know his his eye situation. We know about his parents. We know about his neighbors. We know, his, we know words he says. We know how he how courageous he was. And we know, we, we find out what a mess this conversion and confession was, but it's such a happy story at the end. And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You've seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Let's do the same today.